Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. I am here with legendary character actress Mindy Sterling, and she is here today to help me talk about the importance of improv. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. Hello, everybody. I am here with Mindy Sterling. She's a little blown away by my introduction. Wow, I didn't realize that you were directed by all those people. I was directed by a lot of those people. Yes, wow, I was. I was. I'm, I'm impressed. I you didn't know? You, what, what well, you, I think some. Who but did you know, know, Ang Lee, maybe you didn't know? I, no, I mean, I think that when you put them in a, in a list... It's like, it you know, looking at your more... IMDb, you're like, oh, my God, I did that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're putting it yeah. in a list, and it's like, wow, you're pretty cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And and Mindy knew me when I wasn't cool, and I wasn't you were anybody. Cool. And I, I was nobody. Mindy is my comedy mentor in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, I credit her for teaching me so much through improv, and that's what we're here to talk about today improvisation and why it's really important. You don't have to dive into it and have it be something your all-encompassing um, path to acting, but it is important, even at the most minor level, to have some of it under your belt. I'm here with Mindy, as I mentioned, and as always, our producer and Mr. Funtabulous, Jeff Graham, is in the booth. So excited to be here. Mindy, I have to admit, I'm a huge comedy nerd, so it's kind of an honor to have you here in studio. We're thrilled. Why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and from mainly what now? Mainly what, Mr. Fantabulous? Of course, Austin Powers. Oh, thanks. Okay. Okay. I've seen you in everything. It's, you know, it's, well, I... not everything, because that would be insane of you. <laughs> that would be insane um, of you. But thank you. Time. That's always so nice. It never gets tiring. No, it isn't, because you, you know, the, as I've mentioned before, the ups and downs of this business can be taxing. And to get reassurance that you've actually touched someone's life, as we were literally just talking about this outside, that it's it's a pleasure that we were able to go into people's living rooms and theaters. Well, and- just making an, an impact at some point in somebody's life for somebody to come up to you and say, oh, my God. I, you know, I was going through this when I saw you and I just, you saved my life. I mean, I mean, I'm being a little dramatic, but people have said that to me. (laughs) Yeah. People have said that to me too. And said, said, you got me through a really rough time because the times I would see you and laugh made me feel really good and would get me through a rough day or a few rough days. And that's like really important. And to be told that, I mean, that makes you feel because I think we, we, we do this because we enjoy acting, but we also do this um, knowing that there's a public involved to watch and to be a part of it, yeah. to touch people and to move people in some way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very nice. And 
improv and comedy, you know, we're talking about making people laugh, making people happy. And the best way when you first come to town is to learn some improv skills. Or if, as you've heard in other episodes, I talk about if you're getting ready to move to L.A. or New York, doing it locally. Now, luckily, improv is everywhere. It's oh, it's College huge. campuses. Many towns have improv places that are improv troops that will do shows at bars or coffee shops you can kind of find it anywhere but it it is really important so before we get into it uh, how it it involved me and mindy and how it changed our career a little bit we do a segment called sean's week but this week we're going to do mindy's week and what? she's just going to tell us a little bit just a couple things you did i think you mentioned you shot something this weekend oh. or something so just something is the they it's like a week in the life of a professional actor so you mentioned you had shot a couple little things for people recently right this I, week i yes on monday i did um something uh for the web or for youtube i guess it's youtube okay. prime i think right okay youtube prime Yes. Sure. Uh, and it's something called uh, Liza on Demand. Okay. And ad- adorable. Um, it's Liza, and I cannot think of her last name. It's um, She's got like a million um, viewers okay. So okay. on YouTube. So it's she's adorable. So right. anyway, so I did that, which was so fun and wonderful. And what um, did you play on that? Uh, I play Tropicana Annie, who uh, <laughs> she owns a vintage store, and she is she loves to put tanner on, and so she looks t- like overly tan and dirty, like tan mom kind <laughs> yeah, of. Yeah, like yes, yes, creepy. I looked so creepy, <laughs> so I chose to just not play it so big, right? Because it was big enough with <laughs> the, the thought, goofiness. I, I don't want to scare people, but you know there are people out, and the thing is, in my mind and in real life. There are people out there that really believe the yes. more tan that you put on, the more attractive you'll be. Yes, yes. So that was my that was my 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 concept. Um, and what else? And I've done. Um, oh, I did a voiceover. Oh, great! Uh, I did for the Minions for a, short for a cartoon. Yeah, and okay. animation. So I do a little bit here and there. And yeah, keep, I try so, to keep busy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what uh, the life of an actor you. May not have the regular on a series this week, but you get gigs wherever you can get them. And by expanding your range, by taking classes or knowing how to use your voice for voiceover, you always have that option. You've always, I've never had as much success in the voiceover thing. I tried so hard. I did it's a really lot of, hard. You know what? I have to be really honest. Hard. It's very hard to get into. Very hard. And, um, you know, I've been doing it for probably 10 years now. And, but I certainly would love to have more coming to me or more of a career at it because it's one of the best jobs you'll it ever is, get. You're it still is acting. It's a really good job. But you don't have to learn lines. But a lot of big, a lot of big, Actors are now doing it because they can audition for it in their house on their computer with a microphone, and they can come to a studio in their sweats. Yeah, and you don't have to dress. There's no, no makeup. makeup or anything and like that. And sometimes you come and, and you re- and you uh, record with other people, and sometimes yeah, alone, depending yeah. on people's schedules. And you're very well directed, and you oh, have yeah. the lines. So it's it's a very easy and it's fun a very thing to satisfying, get. gratifying very job. Satisfying. But there is a core of people. Yep. 
that that is their job. They solely do that. They have made an incredible living and very successful. Yeah. So a lot of people will just go to them. At least the people, it's not the kind of thing where you sit back and think, oh, how unfair. Because if you look at the guy who does SpongeBob SquarePants, Mm -hmm. he's a vocal genius. Mm -hmm. Hank Azaria is a vocal genius. Like these guys are amazingly good. So it's not like you think, oh, that's unfair. They're actually really, really good. And they have been doing it. And they've been doing it for years. And they're super pro. So the fact that you can do any of it is fantastic. Well, and I learn. You know, I get to go and I get to learn a different part of the business. So, um, you know, going and looping or ADR, Mm -hmm. I mean, or just being in the same room Mm -hmm. with some of these incredible people. So it's, um, it's something else for me, something new that I still am learning and still get a lot of, um, you know, Juice from. Yeah. yeah, it's great. And what's really neat also is we're talking about improv and the way um, when you do voiceover, they throw they you do it, then they all get together in the booth and they talk and then they throw you something and they throw you something and they throw you something. And our improv backgrounds will help. So again, this is another way improv can help because they keep throwing you different reads, different reads, try it this way, try it that way. And if you can't think on your feet and adjust and get out of your head, then you really can't take that direction. So improv is very useful and helpful in that way too. So very cool that that kind of feeds into our week uh, because obviously the character stuff that you did in improv helped also your overly tanned woman oh absolutely (laughs) absolutely so uh before we start just a little history of mindy and myself and our relationship so when i got here i started groundlings i i was telling them the story about how i got in in the fall of 86 but i couldn't afford to start classes Mm. so i had to work really hard at my restaurant for like 12 hour shifts to become a waiter and then i started up in january of 87 so i had a couple teachers and i think i had mindy twice i think i had you on intermediate and then i think i had someone else and then uh, mindy was uh my advanced and then sunday show director right uh for almost like a year and a half so she really helped my career i can say that i think that she was i had had an experience and i told these guys at ucla where i did really well also really quickly but there was like this weird ego about it and people were really mad that i was a freshman and got a part and I just didn't like that. And what I loved about Groundlings was everybody was really, we were talking about it at lunch, so supportive, so happy. And that all came from Mindy. She loved teaching us. She was a fan of ours. And it really helped you feel safe and grow. So why do you think that philosophy of teaching was so important? Well, I think, you know, I I think being an actor and being your peer somewhat Mm -hmm. for all of these people and everybody's in the same position in terms of what they want to do and they want to grow and i think the the business and life in general can be very very tough on people yeah yeah um well, nobody knows what story or what history someone is coming in with. Mm-hmm. So my philosophy is that I want to make it a a very safe environment. Mm-hmm. I want you to be able to take risks and, you know, and put yourself out there and 
Um, I can tell you if it's going in the right direction or if it's, and you'll usually feel it and whatnot, but we always want to make it um, a place that you can go to and it's called a workshop. It's called, I'm learning, I'm working through things right? and nothing is ever a finished product. Right. It's a process. It's a total process. The process. And so I love seeing people grow. I love seeing the fir- from the first day that you come into a classroom to where you're um, tentative and you're nervous and you're scared and you're shy to like the sixth, fifth or sixth class to see where you've come. Yeah. That is uh, the growth in itself just really, really um, excites me. Yeah. And I want, and everybody should be like that, but but I, I can tell you, for me, especially after the UCLA experience, I mean, my acting teacher was really great. And a shout out to Jenny Jennifer Penny at UCLA. She was fantastic. But that environment, I think, actually helped me feel like, oh, this is this can be this way in this business. You can find these pockets, and if you ever get on a series that's really great or stuff, you'll see that there there's. They are like that. You can find these. So that was encouraging to me that it wasn't all just like my experience. Oh, no, no. I mean, I think for the most part, there is a family, especially in shows, Mm -hmm. that presents itself. Yes. And But I want to, you know, why shouldn't a workshop, why shouldn't going Mm -hmm. out and putting yourself out there on a limb and Mm -hmm. trying new things be just as, um, you know, uh, as nurturing and as loving and as comfortable. And it's not to say that you're going to leave there feeling frustrated at times, but I don't want anybody walking out of a workshop going, oh, God, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, of course not. But that really helped me grow. And I said some of my funniest material, I think, because I was, listen, I was young. I had no responsibility, major responsibilities. I was trying this out. And your support and the people we had in the class, I came up with some of the funnest things that I've ever written um, started there. One of them, which I have put online, which is called Dorothy 50 Years Later, (laughs) happened when I was with Mindy and the Sunday Show. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, you can look that up online, Dorothy 50 Years Later, because it was such a great nurturing environment and we all had each other's back, which is really great. So a lot of people are hearing Mindy and I talk about improv, but they don't know what improv is. So I just want to break it down. The simplest terms, explain the basics of improv. Improv is not basically creating something from nothing with a, just a minor idea. You might say you're two people at a grocery store, go, and you don't have a script. I've talked about this before. We are at the service of the story of the writer and the vision of the director. That's who we are most of the time. In improv, that's not the case. We get to create our story, our environment, our vision of what the the tone is going to be all of it from the top of our heads. Is there anything I'm missing there, Mindy? Like in terms of the what improv is? No, I think that you you really nailed it. I, right. You know, you do get to be um, you know writer and director yeah. and um, costume you know person. Yeah. You are, and the 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 freedom of that I think is really what connected me with improv. I loved it the minute I started learning that. Mm-hmm. This was even before the Groundlings, and I like you get hooked. I mean, people will come to class and they just get hooked on it. Yeah, and. Um, 
it is it can be magical and the, the best improv looks like it's been scripted and it's not and right. that's people working together yeah. and learning the tools and how to the rules m- and rules and how to and, and how to m- you know make good choices and make smart choices yes. in terms of keeping it going the most people were introduced on a big large overreaching basis of improv through the show whose line is it anyway right that's where a lot of people really saw it on a grander scale started in britain came to usa and they were huge hits so if you ever want to see like a tv show of improv that was one of them second city at a tv show obviously saturday Night live they all a lot of them came from the improv experience but that was actually improv live on TV. And it's really fun to watch to see how they come up with everything right on their own. Quick history of improv. What was it? Um, started in the 1500s in Italy, Commedia dell'arte. Uh, they were stock characters that went around to different towns. The whole idea was theater was very aristocratic for the rich only. And so this was a way to bring it to the people. They had little characters, like I said, stock characters like... The aristocrat, the uh, cook, the drunk, uh, Punch, actually, from Punch and Judy. They would come to a town, and they could have everyone gather around, the normal people, the groundlings, almost, that Mm -hmm. were uh, in Shakespeare's time. And they could throw out suggestions, so they didn't need a big, long script. They didn't need a lot of preparations. And they would do this all throughout Italy, and that's kind of how it started Hundreds of years later, um, Keith Johnstone did theater sports in the early 1900s. But in the 20s, Viello Spolin did some theater games. Uh, Again, same idea to make it more accessible to people so they didn't have to worry about uh, lines or scripts or big theaters or big productions just to get people out of their heads and free. And she started to create some rules. Then her son... Paul Sills became friends with Del Close and David Shepard at University of Chicago, and they started doing a lot of games and came up with Second City. First they had The Compass and then Second City. That spread out from Chicago into the Groundlings in Los Angeles in the 70s. These guys got really big in the 70s. Second City, um, um, Del Close then started Improv Olympics, and then it kind of UCB. Grew. UCB now has come up. So there's a bunch of different places, big kind of, there's four or five like really big places, and they all have their different philosophies. UCB, I think I mentioned this last week, is very much about uh, the jokes and the game and trying to figure it out long form. And then uh, Groundlings is about character and. You know, it used to the joke of the joke of Growlings was like, "How big is your wig? Right? <laughs> <laughs> How wacky is yes. your costume and stuff?" And now they're a little more working on a little more grounded stuff. Right. And then uh, Second City was really about the scene and the the structure of the scene and making the premise build, but all all very very useful. Um, so there are different types of improv, which are long form which can go on and on and on from a basic few ideas. There's short form. 
that uh, we mostly did at the Groundlings, I think. Like, uh, and explain short, like a short form game or sketch. Well, the short for- form would be, you know, it could be like a three minute right. scene. Three so to five you get yes, scene. and so you get the suggestion. Uh, you do the scene, and then there's always a director that will black it out. Yes, you know, we'll say it's yes. done. Yeah, but they'll say, uh, Mindy and Sean, you are two people that are at a car wash, and that would be it. And we could go because uh, we don't have a script. And they say, oh, Mindy starts on stage. Well, she could be a customer and then I could pretend I'm the car wash or she starts out as the car wash person. And then I come up and I can be another car wash person that works there or a customer. It can go any way. Or we both could be in the car. We're getting our car wash and we're having a fight as married couple. Exactly. So (laughs) you you never know where it's going to go. But the whole idea, and this is the jokes that are all over the internet now, the yes and. Yes, um, yes and, I yes. saw a really, I'm sorry, I have to tangent <laughs> because I saw a really funny meme where a, a woman came in and said, uh, it's a cartoon and a woman's coming into a guy at a desk and she said, you know what, we ran out of funding, we're going to have to stop your improv program. And he says, yes and? And she goes, yeah, yes, you have to move out, you can't stay here anymore. And he's like, yes, yes and? and. <laughs> and she goes, you need to pack your desk and leave. And he's just sobbing when going, yes, and. So, oh, that's great. So the whole idea is yes, and, and that moves the f- story forward. So we'll show you what a a very bad, a very bad, a not a yes, and would be. So Because we're doing uh, yes, and right now. We're doing yes, and right now. A conversation and agreeing and right. building on top of it building. is yes, and. Exactly. So let's say... Uh, uh, Mindy is baking bread, right? And I and it's obvious she's kneading the dough, putting in the oven, and I say, "Why are you planting those carrots?" Well, that's bum, bum. That, that, yeah, that's a denial. That's not a yes and. Now, if she was baking bread and I came in and we'll show you what a yes and very on the most basic level would look like, I'd say, "Wow, Sharice, your bread is really making this bakery po- uh, very popular." Well, thank you for buying the perfect flour for this wheat bread. Well, I had to buy the perfect flour because everyone is talking about, since you've moved from Poland, that you are bringing this special bread to my bakery. Well, everybody loves a good piece of bread with butter. Good. See, and that's but, um, what we're saying. We're, we're building and building and yes, saying <laughs> that's a basic improv, and we had no idea where that was going to go, and it was quite hilarious. Oh. <laughs> uh, Mr. Fantabulous, <laughs> are you just rolling in there? I was going to hop in, guys. I was oh, gonna oh yes, you should have. I was going to be the uh, disgruntled person waiting in line wondering why you guys were talking about butter while I wanted to order my cake. See, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But at least you wouldn't have come in and said, Question uh, Yeah, where's, why hasn't this flight taken off to Stewart? You know, then that would have been a really bad denial. So that's kind of how it builds. Um, then we're going to let's talk about why it's helpful in your acting. Be, if it helps you, number one, let's talk about this, Mindy, is how it gets you out of your head. Like it, you can't think and try to logically come up with something in your head quickly and it doesn't work for improv, so you have to get out of your head and be open. How do you think that's that experience has helped you oh. in, in improv? 
Or, I mean, and or explain what I mean when I say get out of your head. Well, I think again, um, if you if you stick with an agenda and if you hold on to something, you're thinking ahead of yourself. You're not listening. Mm-hmm. So if I'm talking to you and right now you're thinking about what you're going to do later tonight, right. you're going to miss something, yes. and you're not in the moment. So it's really hard to connect with me. Right. So that way, you you just you blank out, and all you're doing it's just a really simple tool of listening and reacting, which is what acting and life is yes, anyway. Exactly. So yes. that is really, really um, helpful. It's helpful too when you're learning lines and you mm-hmm. can, you know, learn lines and then put the script down and then or work we, with like your we were partner. talking about in your voiceover thing, how they just have to throw you yeah. things and you can... and you sometimes just have to do that. But it just it makes it you can see when somebody is thinking and they get stuck in their head, and that's when they ask questions or that's when they deny something or that's right. when they have nothing else to say. Right. Because their their mind is being triggered to go other places. So they're not they haven't been able to just live in the moment. Well, and this this is why I I saw uh, who was it? Um, Who? Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Wolverine. Because you're old. Wolverine. Who is it? Mr. Fantabulous. Who's Wolverine? Oh, it's Wolverine. It's uh, Hugh Jackson. Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Hugh what Jackman. Jackson? Okay. Hugh, Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. I'm He's fantastic. Kind of. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he was at uh, doing an interview, and he said, listen, acting and learning these kind of things, getting out of your head and being present, he goes, it's to wake you up as a human being. Yeah. And that's what I really loved because I heard a great thing saying, listen, you wouldn't use your nose to um, pick up something and you wouldn't use your hand to sniff a cake because that's not what they're meant for. So we all, that's what I love about improv too, because we always think we are our thoughts and that we are our brain. But you realize it's just a part. So when you remove it and you're doing improv, you realize you're so much more. You have instincts. You have a soul. You have a sense of humor that gets blocked sometimes by your brain. So when you start looking as yourself as, oh, a brain is just a part of what I am, then that's what I love about improv. It forces you to realize you're so much more. And it's also, it makes you connect. Yes. Which is, you know, we talk about how disconnected yeah. society has become sure. with phones and uh, yeah. there's way too many things going on in our brain which is why we're forgetting a lot yes. you know but yes. um That's but a good point. it is it really so if i have nothing going on in my head right now and i'm just mm-hmm. talking and looking at you you there's nothing else you should be doing but just right, listening, but listening knowing how can i help her help move a story forward yes. or help with this and you know involvement right. that is that is just life yeah it's really great so that was my second one, trust your instincts and listen that we basically just covered yeah. it and then it also helps you in acting to be confident in your choices. What it does when you do improv and you remove this thought of what things should be and then what they are to you, you actually, as a point of view, come out and do things very differently. When we were in Groundlings in your Sunday show class, I remember I was telling these guys uh, or my class this when I was writing sketches. If it was normal, like the angry shop owner 
or the the husband who's nervous because he didn't do his chores before his wife came home. I would write it and I would throw it out because I just didn't want to do anything that we had seen before. That mm-hmm. and I didn't know that be, until I started doing improv going Oh, I'm a little weirder than I thought, <laughs> but I like it. Well, it's you know the the thing is it's very character oriented, and because we all have a different instinct in how we want to play things. Mm-hmm. So if I gave a group of eight people, uh, you're all uh, shopkeepers. Yeah, every one will have a different purpose and will have a different point yeah. of view and will have a different history because yeah. we all think differently. Yeah. My my favorite thing was I had a Chinese-Russian wealthy guy from Tokyo in one of my classes, and we said, okay, the only thing we're giving you is your shopping. And he said, okay, so I just land in my jet to Milan, and they don't have champagne at the store I go to. We laughed so hard. <laughs> Who is shopping? You know, we're, you're usually like going, wait, no tomatoes this yeah. week or something? And that was his point of view, and it was hysterical. He was nice guy, humble. He wasn't trying to be elitist or anything because he took on a really wild character. But it was just so funny to think that's your idea of shopping. Well, and those are, like, to me, those are gifts. Yes, huge Do you know gifts. what I mean? Cynthia Segetti, who yeah, uh, um, was We love a, her. Yes, she, is, she um, was sort of the... Um, the improv guru teacher. Grand dame. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows who she is out here. And um, she has passed, but she has such a legacy. And I learned from her as well. Um, Lisa Kudrow, she gave me Yes. Huge. But Cynthia would always say things like... Um, when you say something like that and you're on stage with somebody, they have given you a great gift of information. Yeah. So don't deny it. Use it. Take it. Embrace it. Find yeah. a way to make yourself to be a part of that. But those are those like, you know, that's why it's so important, I think, to be more character driven because each character has a point of view, a point of view of their own. Right. Right. And it's really it's really, really great. So these so if you get these basics in a class, let, let's talk nuts and bolts really quickly. Um these days, if you don't have any improv training, it's going to be very hard for you to get a commercial agent because many, many commercials want you to be able to improvise. It will help you in certain auditions where they say, you know, we they're trying to find the character. So they give you a scene and then they go, hey, be this character at a pet store. And because they want to see that you can flesh things out and that you're bringing ideas. So... Improv right now to get managers, agents, and commercial agents is essential. They just I totally want to know. I absolutely agree. I mean, I heard this from business people. They just they're not really interested. If you just don't even have a basic level of it, I have a friend who does a lot of commercials, and one of her one of the the strengths that she gives and adds is her improv skills. And I'm not talking about where you're going to change everything and poo-poo your script. I've got a better idea. But she will add a little thing here or there, or she will have an idea when she walks in. Oh, okay. I know what I'm going to do with this. And in the moment, she brings something to the table. And they have, you know, she's known for her skills that way. So I think it's really important to be able to be flexible that way. Yeah. 
isn't Flo from Progressive? She's oh yes, in, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah um, Stephanie Courtney. Stephanie and she and, and is she from the got a huge. Uh, from my understanding, when they re-signed her and, and gave her a huge deal, that she said, "I'd love to be a part of the process mm-hmm. of creating stuff." She's got a creative voice now. Now she wouldn't have honed that creative skill if she didn't take improv and do character work and sketch work and comedy work. If she didn't have, then she couldn't expand. A lot of those, the regulars in those, Jeremy's in the right. Yes, and who um, plays uh, Jamie? Jim Cash? Jim, is that Jim Cashman? Jamie? Jim Cashman. Yeah, Jim Cashman. You know, a lot of people say I look like him. Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Oh, he's a much better looking version of me <laughs> if he is. Uh, no, he's, and, they're, and, they're, and they're great guys. Yeah. They're oh, my God. Great and guys. And so talented. So talented. And sometimes it's something that you say or bring to it that the the agents agencies go, oh, I like that. Let's yeah. use that. Yeah. It's because you're involved and you're, and you're a part of what's going on in the moment. Well, and, and, and she didn't want to just be another one of these, you know, can you hear me now, guys, where it's you're literally at the mercy yeah. of the agency. And she's saying, listen, if I'm going to freeze herself out of, and this is just a quick business thing, when you get a, a commercial um, for a certain product, you are you sign a contract that you can't do any You're other the, product. Like the spokesperson. You're the spokesperson for that product. So, and when she gets to a point where she's going to be so recognizable from this commercial that no other product's going to hire her. Hello, milk commercial. That's, That's true. what happened to me. Wow. I, I never worked <gasps> after the milk commercial. It start, started my to... theatrical. No. Wow. No. I maybe did one or two because it was like a yeah. like a lead time kind of thing. But after that, I think I did one commercial. But for the most part, people look at you and when say... When was the last time that that aired? Did that come back like... Uh, at the 20th anniversary, which so would have been 93... Wait, was that 93? Yeah, 93. That was the last time that you... That would have okay. been air. so 2013. Uh, and they did it for one quarter. But the point was, it froze me out. So it was very smart of her, and she was... And I've talked to you guys about this, too. Easy to work with. Oh, a dream. She's a dream. A dream, fun, great to work. And if she wasn't, then they wouldn't listen to her. They wouldn't care. They wouldn't trust her. They wouldn't trust her. So for her to say, listen, I'm shutting myself out of any other commercial possible by having this character and being so and well work, known. And work, too. So, yeah, and some theatrical work. Because they don't, yeah, she's she's too identifiable. Right. It'll change because she's, yeah. she's right now, we're on the Goldbergs together. Yeah. So um, she, she's right. recurring on that with me. So it has changed, but, but no, she for also a made sure that she just wasn't like a goofy punchline. Right. She was a strong comedic actress, and then so a theatrical person can say, Oh, well, then she can adapt this into a theatrical role like the Goldberg. Absolutely. Guys, Ed O'Neill had the hardest time in the world after Married with Children. (sighs) He was in a big drama. I remember reading this, and they said um, when they did the test screening, people said, Al Bundy, Al Bundy, they screamed, and they cut him out of it. They cut him out of it because he was so well-known. So he was very smart. He went back to New York. He did a lot of Broadway and theater, and they went, oh, He's, he's more than that. Yeah, he's more than that. As and we grew all out of it. are. Yeah, as we all are. Yes, but 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 very very smart. So 
this is why they're saying it's helpful in business. Auditions, obviously, because they throw you things. It helps you on sets because they throw you different things. Oh, all the time. You're all doing the time. Comedy, all the time. All the time. They'll say, hey, can you do it more whiny? Can you do it more snotty? Can you do it more condescending? Can you? And they'll throw it to you, and you have to be able to switch and think on your feet. And that's what improv teaches you. It helps you in business meetings because all of a sudden they'll say, well, we're not really sure about that idea, but what if it took place here? And then you can, because you've had improv training and know how to think on your feet, you go, yes, and that's a great idea. How about if we do it like that? And you can go with it because you're used to being able to flow with ideas and not restrict yourself. And working together a team. And being teamwork. And that's the other thing about improv, guys. It's not stand-up comedy. That's one person's point of view. There is nothing. There was nothing here except two people sitting at a desk. But then we created the goofy bakery with the new uh, Polish baker and the uh, very quiet disgruntled customer. (laughs) (laughs) But the point being, we create it not one person so no one person commu- is responsible no one for person. anything and so that's where that give and take which is another um give and take uh, yeah word um little um yeah line um that is so important because you're the only two people or three people that are creating something out of nothing so you have to work together yeah my my friend when i was he was entrenched in jazz drumming in New York, my friend Vince Vallega, he's got music out there, you should listen to it, and myself being at improv, we used to talk about how, wow, there's nothing really there, and you never know where it's going to go. There's a structure and rules, yes and, give and take, listening, but you never really know where it's going to go, and it's the same thing, like, uh, you see a jazz show with every a few nights and it's going to be different every night just like an improv show well i love that i love um you know musical improv because somebody starts on the drums and then the the bass starts to chime in and the horns and and nobody there you're creating something new yeah exactly so it's it's very good in your acting it helps you i've had people do my beginning improv class And then they had a scene night the next night, and a teacher said, your improv students were so much better than the people who didn't take the improv in their dramatic scene work. Because if you can get up and play and be goofy like you did as a child, as an adult, then your inhibitions have kind Mm -hmm. of fallen away, and you're not as worried about what you look like or anything. You're just invested and listening and out of your head, and it really helps your scene work. So it's it's really important. Mr. Fantabulous, any thoughts on improv for uh, people? Any experiences you have with people with improv? Yes, I... Uh, apologize for the blasphemy, but I took 101 and 102 at UCB. No, there's so. no blasphemy. No, 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 no. Not at totally. all. Totally. I'm a huge Groundlings fan, though. I just, I think I'm a little more writerly and a little less actorly. So yes. UCB was a great oh, fit for I, me. You know what? That's what's so great, though, because there are so many other places to go. Yeah. That there was never one. I mean, like anything, there's you have so many choices. And I always tell people when they talk to me about what should I do, you know what? Go see all the other improv right. shows and then you choose well this is something i think i'd i'm more geared to or i really right. want to work on this really said so there isn't one there should never be one over the other yeah that's exactly what roxy had said a couple weeks ago when we were just talking about seeking out classes and we were talking about comedy and improv 
it's exactly what Mindy said, which is literally go see. And the one that hits you and go, ooh, this is the one I want to do, then do that one because it's all valuable. Everything, oh every, my gosh, yes. Every basic we talked about in terms of business and your acting is going to be served wherever you go, wherever you go. UCB, though, I will say is a little less for the actor, character, and scene work and arcs like that, but more, like you said, writer, writery. Did you enjoy it, Mr. Fantabulous? I absolutely enjoyed it, yeah. I think, um, like anyone, like you guys have been saying, improv isn't necessarily only to develop your skills as an actor. Um, yes. But it, it will force you, if you are an actor, to think about being immediately present in the scenes that you're in. Because yes. if you're not relying on a script, your job is to be totally present with your scene partner and truly act and react to what they're saying yeah so so guys so that's basically what we believe you know how what it is how it helps you it's essential to your training like i said last week it doesn't have to be the first thing you do you're sitting here listening to two people who it was the first thing we did but some people if they come out here and i said pick your lane be truthful to yourself don't listen to this podcast and say oh well Sean and Mindy said I, I have to take improv i have to do that if it's not where you're at first don't worry about it all we're saying is within your training at some point you should take a little bit because it will enhance and help it so we did it first so tell me well and also too we went through the program but there are people that uh you know i always say look if you take if you take one class if you take a basic class you will leave feeling oh wow i've really learned something i've really gotten something out of it yeah you don't need to go through a whole program um so uh, i agree i think um pick your lane like anything it's out there it's out there so for the the many things that you want to do when you come out here and you want to get into the business um that's what's so lovely is pick and choose the things that you want to do when you want to do it when you want to do it listen one of our one of the most genius improvisers i know many would agree is patrick bristow who was involved with us been a dear friend for years but he had a lot of classic theater training Mm -hmm. where he came from he did that and then when he came and did the improv it was just oh he just yeah it, it was just amazing but his first lane was drama. He did that first, and that's what felt good to him. And then he kind of veered into here. So, oh, there he is. The f- hello, oh, Patrick. Hello, Patrick. So, he, oh, mate. Seriously, it was it was mind that's blowing. That's a very young picture. That is a very Patrick young picture. But I love it, him. but I love he's mind numbingly genius uh, with genius. his information and just uh. so great. But he was the one who told me after I did Groundlings. He said, "Hey, why don't you go and learn?" real theater acting because I was doing so well in the groundlings, but I didn't really know how to audition or how to do scene work and stuff like that. And it was him who helped me decide to go into do real theater training. And like you guys know, and I've mentioned before, my first big break was people under the stairs, which I never would have gotten had I not had real theater training. But that's my, why it's good to do everything. That's why it's good to do anything. But <laughs> my lane for the first four or five years, again, which I've mentioned, it was comedy. I did tons of commercials mm-hmm. because of the Groundlings. And that was my lane. That was my way to get in. So, Minnie, get, take us through You know where you're from. You said you're from Florida. How you came in here and why... 
you chose comedy improv as your lane. Like, what was that path for you? Um, well, it definitely was going to be comedy. Were you, because do, were you doing it in high school? Or yes, were you I was doing, doing theater. You were doing theater. I was doing not, not, not improv that I remember, but I was doing okay. theater, musicals, things like that. And um, Which a lot of them have comedy elements. In oh, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and then I don't remember doing any improv in the classes or anything like that. But I came out here in my early 20s. And somehow, I'm just trying to remember how I got, and I did theater out here, did a lot of community theater, but then somehow, and maybe it was an ad I saw about this um, improv class at um, the LA Connection. Okay. And I went- still out here, too. Yes, they still are. And I went to that, and I auditioned. I have no idea what I did. I don't remember. Why why would you want to go to that class? Why wouldn't you want to go to, uh, since you were doing theater training, why wouldn't you want to do more classical? Well, I guess because I want, I, you know, I, I, gosh, I don't even know why. Did you have fun at the funnier parts when you were in high school? Oh, yeah. I was kind of a, yeah, I was, I mean, it was, was, I wasn't classical. No. No, Were you I class a, clown? No, 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 I was not no. a class okay. clown. Okay. But, you know, I was kind of, you know, the um, the nerdy, um, kind of funny, cute girl. Okay. And uh, so somehow that just intrigued me. Okay. And I remember going, and once I got involved and I thought, this is the best thing in the yeah. whole wide world. Me too. I so got hooked on it thinking, oh, I don't have to have a script. Yeah. I don't have to remember anything. <laughs> I can just be in the moment. And I and then I just happened to be pretty good at it. Okay. I mean, you know, some people have that instinct and some people right. don't. Yeah. So um, I just happened to have that instinct. And I was working with wonderful people that um, supported me and, 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 and gave me encouragement. Right. So and then when I got to the groundlings... Um, I, I mean, I was so hooked that you could not, you know, pull me apart from yeah. wanting to be around those people and going to see the shows and seeing the Phil Hartmans and oh, seeing the, um, and the, you know, uh, not well, Lorraine and I met later, but um, the, the Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, and um, you know, uh, Elvira. Elvira and um, just it was just Phenomenal. incredible, and I thought. Okay, I want to do this. I yeah. need to do this. So, just you know, from I think probably from one class, I yeah. just got hooked. Yeah, and, and I you think people do it. that. Yeah, and so then you stayed in ground. You stayed in Groundlings. You got in the. Main I went company. through the program. I got into the company. Did you ever was, have to repeat? You never repeated, did you? No, I did not. Um, did I. But I think too, I also had the training beforehand. It just happens. I'm not saying. Yeah. That, I always think it's for everybody. It's good to to do one class again, at least one, because I think it's really hard to learn. A lot um, about the the, the skill and about the training mm-hmm. in only twelve classes. Think right. about that. Only yeah. twelve classes. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. A, to a basic and then intermediate. Yeah. And um, and then um, I was in, I was a member of the Groundlings. I was in the Groundlings for about ten years. Okay. And then I decided to um, adopt uh, my son and mm-hmm. become a mom. And I think. That I like, I knew when it was when it was over. I knew when it was time for me to give it up. From when the, the company, the company. Yeah. When I thought, mm, I think I've run out of characters to do, <laughs> and that my scene work just wasn't up to par. And I thought, okay. you know what? I think this is my time. Okay. So I yeah. gave up my membership, but still very, very much um, a part of it. I do shows every now and then. I'll teach a class every now and then. Yeah. Um, and I still, still like what the 
groundlings stand for. Yes. I like the kind of work that they do. I think the talent there is superb. Yeah. Um, I think the program, some people may say, wow, it's really intense. Yeah, but boy, yeah. you're going to learn. You're going to learn a lot. So much. Yeah. Yeah. So, so comedy improv, how did it help you in just kind of all the ways we talked about in terms of commercial? Were you big in commercials? Did you do No, like- I wasn't big at no? all. No. I I've, remember talking to you about that. I, I couldn't understand why yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. Because, you know, the cameraman and, and the casting people would laugh at me and think yes. I'm so funny. I just, whatever reason. But no, yeah. I did not do a lot of commercials. Because um, that's where a lot of us got our, you know, that yeah. you taught. We all did comedy commercials. A lot of us. No, I did a lot of, com- you know, just the comedy sitcoms and things like that. Mm-hmm. I was in, I did Friends, Perfect Strangers. Have you um, done a lot of dramatic work since? No, I would love to do some more That's dramatic work. I'm, See, it's so funny. So she says that, and I told you guys a couple of weeks ago that on a different episode, I then got a coach and I did Playhouse West and I was doing dramatic stuff. And 60% of what I do is probably drama or maybe even 65, 70. Um, and I would be I would love to do more comedy. I would it's love just, it's to such do an, more I, I comedy. I know it's it's it's, it's whatever. It's the best we're... feeling in the world. But you but you never know. But you you've done have you done some? I have. I've done I've done stuff in um, you know sort of um, indie films, low yeah. budget films. I did a play where it was sort of comedy and drama. Yeah. Uh, in December, so. I have it. Yeah. It's just being given that opportunity and right. and, and the right part for you to yes. come along. Yeah. So, um, oh, but I definitely yeah. have no problem to, to yeah. do it and would love to. Yeah. And you never know what path, but we're grateful for oh, whatever. anything. I, I made a joke because people said, you know, how did you get into horror movies? And I said, it's the audition that came in that day. Yeah. So if all of a sudden you see Mindy Sterling three years on all these drama shows, you're like, I wonder how she got... Because the right things came in for her that day. That's all You just it. never know. You I always never say know. when I don't get something, you know what? It just wasn't your part. Yeah. This wasn't your part. Something something else will come along. Yeah. You know, we as long ha- as you do what you need to do. It's, that's it. I, I can't. There's so many other really talented people out there that are going through the same thing you're going through. One of us is going to get it. Yeah. And, you know, 50 of us aren't. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't mean that we're bad. And we've never really talked on the show about perseverance, but the blessing of staying in it and staying present is... The people that watched us when they were teens are now making the f- yes. films and doing the shows. St- I, I mean, I've had um, you know so much work students I've now become yes, become yeah. producers and yes. have gotten involved in that. And um, you know, you just uh, you hope that they remember you. And yeah. I'm always you know I try to be um, incredibly um, loving to everyone and respectful because you don't yeah. know where people are going to be. Plus, yeah. I'm just that way anyway. Right, but um, but that is being. true. And even people that have that were from the groundlings that I felt were more writers, mm-hmm. I would say that. Yeah. You know what? You're more of a writer than a yeah. performer. I, I see that that's going to be your path. And most of the time it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're that smart. I, I know it all. <laughs> Been around a long time. So uh, that anything I am missing about uh, improv that you feel you didn't get, Mr. Funtabulous? I guess for your students who maybe have taken an improv class before and had a negative experience or feel reticent about going back, what advice would you have for them? Uh, I think it's a very personal thing. Like, 
dating, to be really honest. Just because you had a bad date doesn't mean you will never find love. Teaching and finding the right teacher for you is personal. So I would say try a couple other teachers. Anyway. Yeah, I think that's really smart. I think, um, you know, in the groundlings, the, the levels that we teach, um, and if you have to, um, you're asked to do it the same level again, get a different teacher because each teacher, even though we're teaching the same philosophy and um, the same tools and giving you that training, everybody has a different way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Some bit, somebody you just may connect with a little bit um, easier or they may, um, you know, give you something that um, charges you more than somebody else. And that's all it is. It's just, it's like, it's, it's, you know, in regular school, there's always, you know, one or two teachers that really made a difference in your life. Yeah. I mean, don't throw away the value of improv because you had one bad experience at one school, you know, and you could even try a different school with a different philosophy. And sometimes it's the group. Sometimes it's a group of people that just, just, they don't jive. They don't gel together. Yeah, they're not into it. They're not this, they're not that. And so, yeah, but I would say at least get get the basic training that you're looking for. Uh, Just keep trying a couple others. That's what I would say. Yeah. Are we getting any uh, questions at all on our YouTube page? Mr. Fontabulous? We're getting a lot of, um, I love Frau Fabriciana. Fabriciana. <laughs> Thank you, yes. Yes. Um, here's one. Is it true that there's no right and wrong in improv? Uh, well, wrong we did say is denial, not listening, steamrolling, which means you're not giving and taking. You're just pushing, pushing, and giving, 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 and not allowing to receive from the other person. Anything else you would say? Uh, yeah, I, and you know, I would just say not to go for the funny, to yes. not push it, to just um, take the suggestion, form li- the character, and you know, come up. There's so many rules, and once you learn them, you know, um, it, it's easier. Um, but I, I like people that try different things. And again, if you put stuff out there, then we're able as teachers to find a way to. Um, uh, you know, mold it, change it, mold it, adjust it to, oh, this, well, you got a little crazy over here. It's because you were trying too hard. But right. I like when you um, said that mm-hmm. um, you're having a nervous breakdown. Right, right. So it's, it's, it's that kind of a thing. You don't want to stop somebody from putting themselves out there. But there will be, um, you know, I think some guidelines that yes. are going to be easier for you to, um, yeah, work with. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, there's just the the wrongs are just if no, you're not no. participating, Deny. if you're not participating yeah. and, and not listening and being present. And the rights are obviously the opposite of that. Yeah. Any others? It looks like, uh, as of right now, that's all we have. But okay. you guys know that you can hop in the comments section after this yeah. airs, and we will Please be in do. there answering questions. So. Uh, so we do a thing called stories from the set, and I usually tell a story from my set. But we would love, and I think since you even kind of reiterated that, Frau Forbison, in the comments, we would love to hear a story from the set from either maybe how either you got the part or a fun day on the set of Austin Powers. Do you have a oh fun goodness. story oh, that you... Well, let's see. <laughs> uh, well, I know that during Mike and I, the Hot Pocket scene, oh, that's where so... I go into him and Isn't I... Isn't that the microwave, comes, uh, the awkward scene? And he comes in and I go, I'm late. Well, <laughs> we could not get through that scene. And why is that? We laughed. Well, 
nothing makes me happier than to make Mike Myers laugh. So when I started with that dialogue he just laughed right and so now was that all how heavily scripted was that scene it was oh it was scripted and okay. you know little things here and there we you mm-hmm. know might have played play with. with yeah okay. yeah yeah that kind of <laughs> but i remember it was like because he ne- he didn't like to work early in the morning so it was like we would start late in the afternoon so this was probably about one or two in the morning and oh, we had wow. to finish this scene oh no and you know and I kept you know I'm, I'm late and we just <laughs> and then we just could not keep it together and I you know I said okay I'm not going to look at you I'm going to look just like right off to the side of you because yeah. I cannot look into your eyes right so we kept doing that for each other we just tried to find the well, way just to his look look the way he looked is so hilarious it's just visually it must well have been yes hard. and you know and and you know and it's i think there was just a little bit tired and just you know i'm so blessed that he found me funny yes i am so blessed that he rooted for me to do this i'm yeah. so and i had just met him so i didn't really know him that well at all i mean i had to audition okay but i did get to audition i get I did get to improvise, you know, all oh, the lucky charms. Oh, yes, you know, you give them to your kids. They, they, you know, you tell them that there's, um, you know, can, that's candy, but, you know, really, it's really good for them. You know, and I did, did this whole thing. And it was all improvised, and they kept that in. Oh, that's fantastic. So, um, no, it was pure joy from yeah. my place to work with him and everybody else. That's great. Pure joy. I mean, I that that's the best thing is when you get a gift like that that's, not only you know it's going to be seen by a lot of people and appreciated by a lot of people, but they're fans of yours like you were a fan of mine. And fan. that's the other thing is being a fan of each other's work is so great. Oh. You know, it's such a positive thing. And, and it we makes too you feel have so, so many good. fans. I mean, yeah. I, I'm fanned out yeah. with, with people all the time. I mean, you know, you may walk around and see me, but then I walk around and see somebody right. and I'm like, oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. I remember going up to somebody at the farmer's market and um I got really crazy and I just oh, I don't know I'm like, okay I'm gonna go I'm not gonna scare them yeah yeah, yeah. and I who, went up do to you remember her, who it was? um oh god why am I drawing a blank it yeah. was um it was from um Oh, um, she, 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 Catherine O'Hara's, um, saw, um, the other woman. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, what's her, uh, why am I drawing Catherine a Catherine O'Hara from Second City? Yeah, but, but the other one. Oh, God. I know. Uh, no, oh, yes. Uh, the, the black uh, hair. Oh. Black hair. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. anyway, but I went up to. Andrea. Andrea, and- Andrea, um, Martin. Andrea Martin. Thank you. Andrea Martin. And I went up to her and I put my hand on her, um, arm and I went, I'm a big fan of yours. And that scared her out of her mind. And oh, she no. jumped back and she's like, oh, oh, okay. Because I was so creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, I was thinking, I'm, I'm going to be really quiet about it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then I got creepy. That's hilarious. Because I, I got so, oh my God, there she is. Yeah. So um, it happens. It's joyful when you get that. Listen, com- comedy improv is a skill. You need to learn it. But once you learn the rules and stuff, it is a blessing. It's going to help you in your comedy career. It's going to help you if you're just an actor. It's going to help you. It's very therapeutic. It's very therapeutic. It's very fun. And it's required in just to get an agent, like I said, in the business. So take improv, even at the most basic level, and see how it affected our lives. And thank you for having us come into your home. And as always, oh, Mindy, where can we find you on social media? Oh, let's see. Um, uh, Instagram, I'm Mindy Stir, S-T-E-R. And on Twitter, I'm Ms. Mindy Sterling. Uh, Mr. Fantabulous? You guys can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham. 
And you can find me at that guy SMW on all social media platforms, uh, except on Facebook, Sean Whalen Peeps. It's a group. So, as always, thank you for letting me be part of your journey. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.